Thanks for joining us on In Recess with GCCA. This is a podcast for court professionals to learn about trending topics in judicial administration. My name is Justin Dobson. I'm here with my co-host, Chad Smith, and I'm going to turn it over to him for the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome. In today's episode, we'll be talking about how courts are getting back to normal and how they plan to implement jury trials during the current pandemic. In today's show, we have Wendy Portwood, jury administrator from Cobb County, and Chief Judge Jeffrey Bagley from the Bell Forsyth District. Uh, Judge, I'd like to start with you. If you if you take this time to kind of introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do in Forsyth County. Okay, I'm Jeff Bagley. I'm uh, the Chief Judge of the Bell Forsyth Judicial Circuit. It's a one-county circuit in the North Metro area, and uh, we uh, are a suburban county of Atlanta. Um, We have three Superior Court judges in our circuit and two state court judges in our circuit. Um, I have been a judge for about 22 years now, and uh, I have, uh, I'm graduate of Emory University Law School, um, and I've been a drug court judge for about 16 years now. So we, we're big in accountability courts here in the Bell for South Circuit. Um, so that's a little bit about me. Thanks. Thank you, Judge. All right, Wendy, tell us a little bit about yourself. My name is Wendy Portwood. I'm the uh, current jury administrator and jury clerk for Cobb Judicial Circuit. I've been in jury administration for 14 and a half years, working both for the state and now Superior Court. Uh, prior to that, for seven and a half years, I was the executive director for the Cobb Bar Association. I'm here for the local bar association. And so I've worked in the court system for approximately 21 years. It's been a, a great pleasure to work um, for the Cobb Judicial Circuit. All so right. that's a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all again for both being here, and we'll go ahead and get started. Uh, so my first question is, is when did your court start jury trials again, and what led to that decision? And Wendy, we'll start with you for this first question. Sure. We actually just started back on April 19th. Um, we uh, had our first jury trial. It was head by, held by Judge Ann Harris, and um, that decision was based on the decline of the COVID cases. Our judges, uh, especially um, our chief judge, um, Leonard, and Judge Harris, um, have been working with our public health officials, our local ones. And so um, with the decline in the COVID COVID, um, cases, we saw a a time where we could start back with jury trials. Awesome. And Judge, how about y'all in Forsyth County? Yes, we started back April the 12th. Uh, with a uh, felony criminal jury trial. One of my colleagues, Judge Smith, uh, had the first trial. And then I just, and we had a state court judge who had a DUI trial the week after that. And then I tried my first felony uh, jury trial since the pandemic started uh, just last week. Okay, so before jury trial started, did we have a COVID-19 kind of task force that kind of came up with some plans and ideas on how jury trials were going to operate? Judge, we'll start with you. Oh yes, we we start we had that set up back last summer. Actually, I, I set that up back last summer. Uh, we thought that uh, we could get started in November, but we just weren't ready. We didn't have the infrastructure ready at that time, so we had to back off of uh, starting that early. And then, of course, the Chief Justice shut it down for a while after that, and then we uh, couldn't get started till March. So we uh, we uh, we just. Um, but we've had the we've had the uh, the committee in place for a long time, and they've been a tremendous help in planning for jury trials during the pandemic. Okay, and Wendy, how about in Cobb County? 
Pretty much the same. We have a COVID-19 task force that consisted, of course, as the judges, the chief judge and some appointed judges, um, the elected officials, the DA, the clerk, and um, some defense attorneys. We did hold uh, a mock trial back in October because we were planning to go back in January. But um, just like uh, Judge Bagley said for Forsyth County, um, the justice of the Supreme Court shut everything back down because we were going to start in January. So that got pushed back. So we've been working on all of our infrastructure and plan the same since last summer. I mean, as soon as we knew that it was going to not be a short window, but a long window, we kind of had to go ahead and get a plan in motion. And y'all both kind of just talked on the infrastructure. So let me ask you this. What changes have you made to inf- to the infrastructure to keep jurors safe? For, for instance, um, you know, what type of mask are you using? Are there plexiglass in the courtrooms? Um, if we could elaborate on that, that would be great. And Judge, we'll start with you again. Yeah, our, our committee, uh, we looked at various different uh, ways to do this. And uh, it was clear to us in the beginning that uh, we didn't want to do it in the courtroom. I know that some jurisdictions have put jurors out in the gallery. That just is, I don't like that. Uh, you know, you got the lawyers who are, their backs are to the jury. Uh, you know, it just didn't seem to work. So we decided to try to find us a large room where we could create us a jury box uh, that would be socially distanced. So it would be a very large jury box. So we chose our jury assembly room and we actually had a bench built uh, in the jury assembly room, which is a very large room. And uh, we were able to get that configured into a courtroom so we could have uh, a very large jury box. I think it holds 18 people. Um, so we can question 18 people at one time in this very large jury box. We've got plexiglass up between everybody, uh, even in the lawyers and, and, the, and the witness and everybody. Uh, we've, we, we, do, we, we bought a lot of clear masks. We were going to use clear masks, and then the lawyers didn't really want to. So we just used the regular mask. Um, so, but we had a big stock of clear masks, and I, I thought they would want that, but they didn't really insist on that. Um, we um, we also used the uh, a very large commissioner's meeting room to uh, assemble jurors. We could assemble up to fifty at one time in this very large commissioner's meeting room. So we had we had a plan. Great. All right, Wendy. How about you in Cobb County? Well, for Cobb, it's a little different. Um, we. Um, we do have a very large jury assembly room, but our jurors are still reporting to the jury assembly room. Prior to COVID, we could fit about 250 jurors inside our jury assembly room, but we have um, converted that down to just 50 jurors. And we are right now utilizing our ceremonial courtroom, which is, as you both know, is our largest courtroom that we have here in Superior Court. And we are questioning 15 jurors at a time, and we are utilizing the jury box and the gallery, both um, the the, uh, our COVID task force and the defense attorneys and the attorneys here um, were, you know, got together and we are currently using the jury box and the gallery. And one of the little things that is different is since the back, um, since the the attorneys, their backs won't be to the jurors, we have flipped the tables around. So they are kind of facing both the jury box and the jurors that are in the gallery. They can have that choice. And so that is one of the infrastructure changes that we have made. Um, and we do have plexiglass for the witness and um, we have spread out of six feet um, for each individual inside the courtroom. So we have converted that courtroom into making um, 
you know, the availability for right now, uh, the last three weeks, each judge has chose 14 jurors for trial. Um, so we have six in the jury box and eight that are in the gallery. Um, and they're sitting on one side, um, which if you're looking from the judge's bench perspective, it would be on the right side of the courtroom. So that is the, a few different um, ways that we have both done infrastructures in our courthouses. That's very interesting. And we we're kind of talking about two procedures and policies. So I want to pick up there. Um, how are we maintaining social distancing? How many trials are each of um, the counties having? And then do jurors report in the morning or are they reporting in the afternoon? Uh, Wendy, we'll start with you on this question. Um, right now, we have the availability for all of our jurors um, to report in the morning. And we have instituted um, staggering reporting time. So um, we have um, actually we can we have 60 jurors that report total because we have 50 that can fit inside our jury assembly room safely. Uh, with social distancing, and then we have an outside lobby area that we can actually fit up to 24 jurors um, safely with social distancing. So right now we're calling in pretty much approximately 60 jurors in the morning for the one courtroom, and uh, they are staggered reporting times between 8 and 9 a.m. That has been a fantastic um, procedure that we have put in place. It keeps from bottleneck at checkpoint, at the thermal scanning, bottleneck for reporting in. It, it kind of solves that issue. And um, so we have them in those staggered reporting times. And then we bring them into the jury assembly room very methodically. We seat them from the front to the back. We don't let them just go in and just sit um, wherever they like. We want to make sure that that safety is in, um, that we have that for the jurors. So we have a bailiff that comes in the morning and helps us seats the, um, to put the jurors, to take them to their seats. Then um, the judge comes on the bench at 915 because um, we do have a bench area in our jury assembly room already set in place. They qualify the jurors, go ahead and get all the initial qualifications done, um, and then uh, we separate them into groups. We're putting them into uh, three groups, uh, 15 each, A, B, and C, and each judge is a little different. Some of them do A and put another B group on recess till like 11, or and then the C group comes back in the afternoon. Um, so we're pretty much doing a morning group and an afternoon group. Um, so that's what we're doing at this time. Um, maybe in our future phases, we'll go into a morning and afternoon report. But right now, we have that availability to bring them all in safely first thing in the morning. All right. And how about you, Judge, in Forsyth County? Yes. as I, I think I said this earlier. We, uh, Maybe I didn't. We stagger uh, the report times for jurors, I think, uh, 8.30 uh, for the first group and then 1 o'clock for the second group. And it's because we could only fit 50 in the uh, meeting room uh, for the impanelment at one time. So, um, but that's worked fine. It's, it's, it's uh, really worked well. How many trials um, are y'all having right now? Is it, are y'all doing like a rotating schedule? Like one judge is this week, next week is this judge? Is that how it works in Forsyth? Yes, that's exactly. We've had to coordinate our schedules so that we, are trying cases. We're not trying cases together at one time. Obviously, we can't because we only have one courtroom to try, one makeshift courtroom to try cases. So we're having to coordinate our schedules. Gotcha. And then let me uh, ask this. So if a juror, um, or how are you handling COVID-19 issues with jurors? If a juror, um, you know, is is here for jury duty, and I, and I guess, you know, they do have a, they test positive uh, for COVID, do we reschedule them? Are they excused? How, how are we handling these issues? And Wendy, I'll, I'll ask you first. Well, um, for our phase one for COVID um, pre-screening is the weekend before um, a jury is scheduled to come in on 
Monday morning, we uh, put on our jury message. Um, the jurors are instructed to call the night before, um, or they can check our website. And with our instructions, we do two pre-screening COVID questions. And so if they answer yes to either one of those, then they're, they are instructed to either call uh, my direct line because I get my messages through my email, or they can email me directly, and I will con- uh, get in contact with that juror before they arrive Monday morning. And if they answer yes, then we reschedule them six to eight weeks, no later than eight weeks out from their, re- um, their service date. And uh, we also uh, do a pre-screening on that we have on our PowerPoint on Monday morning. So if they come up to us at that time and they tell us we want to get them rescheduled because um, we want to have a safe, healthy group there, and um, then we reschedule them to six to eight weeks out. Anything past that, they would have to do just like a regular uh, medical deferment. They would have to get documentation from their physician um, for, and, you know, they could do the medical affidavit or um, get information from their doctor if they need anything longer than that time. So that's pretty much a standard medical deferment. Um, so we're kind of running it um, with the same way. But with those pre-screens, we just don't, we want to get them deferred no later than eight weeks out from their original service date. Okay, and Judge Bagley, how about in Forsyth County? Yeah, we have not uh, had any issues. I've not been told by the clerk. I'm, I'm not. I'm not privy to the intimate details uh, that the clerk uses, but I've not been told by our clerk of Superior Court that that there's been an issue. I've not heard of anyone who has tested positive for COVID or tells us that they've got COVID symptoms. Um, we just haven't had an issue with it, and. I haven't heard of when I go in to impanel uh, the 50, uh, no, no one has raised their hand and said, uh, I just don't want to be here because I'm afraid of being here because of COVID. I haven't had one person say that. So hadn't been an issue. That's awesome. Um, so let's talk about voir dire real quick. How does your court currently handle voir dire and how many jurors, and I, we might have answered this, but how many jurors can you question at a time? And Judge Bagley, we'll start with you. We've got 18 seats in the makeshift jury box. So we will question with the permission of the defendant who is, has a right to question 12 at a time by statute in the box uh, with, if, if he, if he or she agrees to waive that uh, 12 requirement, we can question up, up to 18 at one time during voir dire. And Wendy, is it kind of similar in Cobb or? Yes. Uh, yes, sir. Exactly the same um, way. Um, we can do up to 15, but the defendant, um, the same way as, as Judge Bagley mentioned for foresight, the judges take care of that before the trial week um, to ensure that we can go more, uh, go higher than the 12 and have 15 that we can question at a time. Mm-hmm. The same process. Okay. And have we have there been any, any ideas about maybe using Zoom to do trials? Has that, has that been maybe talked about or an option? Judge Bagley, we'll start with you. Simple answer, no. No, I understand. <laughs> I could see that being very complicated. Um, I don't. I don't see how you would, um, you know, get jurors to make sure that they're doing what they mm-hmm. need to do and not researching anything about the case and stuff. So I could, I could see how that could be extremely difficult. But Wendy, I'd, I'd like to ask you that question as well. Um, at, well, I can just tell you from a jury administrator, I pray not. Okay, so, <laughs> I, I would. I would prefer it to be in person, but I have not. I, I uh, as of right now, no, that is not okay. in the works. Judge, are y'all using Zoom, though, for other court hearings and, and things? Oh, yes. Uh, we use – actually, we use Microsoft Teams. But okay. uh, I have uh, taken the position that since the Chief Justice uh, – since we're under the Chief Justice's judicial emergency order, 
and he is uh, uh, telling us that we need to use uh, uh, video conference hearings, uh, you know, for the most part. Then if a lawyer tells me that they are afraid to come to the courthouse because of COVID and they want a video conference hearing, I'm given a video conference hearing. But if okay. both lawyers are okay with in, in person, if all the lawyers are okay with in person, they come in person. That's my policy. Interesting. I like that. All right. So let me just ask this too. Um, when bringing jurors back, now that we've been doing jury trials, what are some things that, y'all, that you all have found to work and what are some challenges that you've also been faced with? Uh, Wendy, we'll start with you. Uh, one of the things that we have found that the jurors uh, have really uh, been a, had a positive positive response to is ramping up our communication with the jurors prior to them coming in for jury service. You know, prior to COVID, you would send out a summons, they would call the night before, and they would show up. Um, right now, we're doing what's called a pre-check-in process where we get all the information prior. We send them an email to confirm their jury service. Um, everyone who is pre-registered for their jury service the Friday before, we send out an email to give them all their reporting instructions. We have texting in place. We have, um, we've, uh, we've started a texting, and that has really helped um, as well as reminders uh, to the jurors and also being able just to email them and texting the jurors have loved that. It's just adding that little bit of extra communication. And actually we have seen, um, so far just, and this has just been in the last two, we've seen a, um, reduced amount of failure to appears. And I believe that has, um, is because of that communications, um, because we have all where we send something to them the Friday before, and they're also calling and checking the voicemail as we had instructed them to do prior to COVID, but from jury administration, we have taken that extra step and added that communication of text and and email to the jurors, um, which has, I think, been a positive response. And I still think, and um, our biggest challenge is always right now just going to be logistics, Um, just logistically, safely getting jurors, adding more courtrooms, trying to find areas in which we can add different times to bring jurors in. I know that even though we have started phase one, um, we're already, you know, working on to look at what we can do for phase two. And um, so logistics is always, to me right now, the biggest challenge. Where can we fit jurors? I'm constantly taking around a tape measure and blue tape, trying to measure places that we can add jurors to. And space is a, is a real tight right now. So we want to be able to uh, be able to add more jurors and more trials down the road. So logistics to me is the biggest challenge. Gotcha. And Judge Bagley, how about you? Well, I think that the uh, jurors like the boxed lunches. We decided to, uh, instead of, to, you know, instead of having them go out to lunch, uh, it would be best during this time to provide them boxed lunches. I think they like that, not having to go out for lunch. Uh, I think the biggest challenge has been the elevator capacity so that hmm. we have to transport them from the fifth floor down to the first floor and back and forth and with only so much elevator capacity, that takes a pretty long time. So that's a, a very challenging thing, trying to get trials moving. How about with jurors, um, like handling evidence and stuff? I know that's kind of on our question, but I just, I just kind of thought about it. Is there, are we are we letting jurors like handle evidence, or do they have um, kind of like an iPad or something that they look at? Uh, when you, you can start. Well, I do know for the last two trials, they've done both. Um, okay. We um, They've done some iPads with the Centrix files, hmm. I believe is um, what they're utilizing in the courtroom. Um, but I think the jurors still um, like um, the physical evidence. We hmm. do have gloves and all of that. So, And then we have um, and kind of what I call the new Elmo uh, with the screen and um, to be able to project that evidence up on the screen inside our modified jury room. 
And um, but at the same time, they're kind of using both at this point in time. So throughout the trials. And Judge Bagler, are y'all doing anything different with evidence or anything like that? No, uh, not really. We just have gloves for their use if they want to use gloves to handle the evidence. But we send it back okay. just like we always did. Um, so what advice would you have if for any other counties who are listening to this podcast and they're thinking about implementing jury trials? What advice would you have to give th- those counties? And Judge Bagley, we'll start with you. Planning is key. We learned that early on when we started. We sort of, we, as I say, we wanted to start in November, but we just weren't ready. Uh, we hadn't done a mock trial, and we did a mock trial in December in the makeshift courtroom, and uh, we found a lot of, we, that was very, very helpful doing the mock trial because it brought forth a lot of things that we really needed to think about that we really hadn't thought about. And so I think planning is key, having a mock trial uh, so that you know what, what can be done, what should be done. All right, Wendy, and how about in Cobb County? What are we doing? Uh, Well, we've done the same thing. I will concur with what Judge Bagley said. We had a mock trial and planning and also communication. I know that training your bailiffs, talking to your bailiffs and letting them know how do you want the jurors to sit in the courtroom? How, what is your seating chart? How do you want them lined up? Um, I know for us, each judge is a little different, even though it's in the same courtroom, each judge is a little different on how they do their seating chart and how they want the jurors um, seated inside the courtroom. So I have um, met, I have met with each judge and their bailiffs kind of a week or two before um, they actually have their trial, and we go over all those logistics. So we're not trying to figure it out on Monday morning. So if you're out there and you're working with jury administration, you know, reach out to your judges and the bailiffs and communicate that information before the jurors arrive on Monday morning. Very interesting. And then, have we had any positive feedback from jurors when they, when they come? I think we kind of talked about it a little, but. Um, do, do they feel safe um, when they come to the courthouse? Wendy, we'll start with you. Um, I will say yes. Um, we have held, um, this week was our third trial with Judge Kale, and all the jurors that have um, reported for jury duty, they have felt safe. They've had no issues. They've been very comfortable. So we've had positive feedback with all of our jurors um, that has reported for jury service, and uh, they've all been pleasantly pleased with the guidelines that we've implemented. Awesome. And Judge Beck, I think you said the same too. You, you, the jurors have been very pleased and had n- no problems. Yeah, n- nothing negative that I've heard. All right. Well, that's kind of all the questions I had today. I know y'all are very busy, so I, I and I commend y'all too for what you're doing and, and serving your counties. And um, I thank y'all for being here today, and I, and I wish y'all the best. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good to be here. All right, this is Justin back with you. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you haven't joined our organization, now is the time. It's only $100 per year. Um, This will allow you to network with court professionals across the state. You'll also have the benefit of attending two conferences per year to develop your leadership skills. So check out our website at gccaonline.org for more info. Thanks for that, Justin. All right, everyone, I hope you enjoyed the episode today. And until next time, we'll be in recess. Recess.